Welcome to More Than a Mission, a podcast where we explore what it looks like to discern God's calling to live an active, intentional life of sharing the gospel. Each week, we talk about the way God is moving in our lives, around the world, and everywhere in between, as well as how God's call to missions may apply to your life. Ready to explore your calling? Hello, everyone. Welcome back to More Than a Mission. My name is Micah Torgerson, and I'm joined, as always, by the ever-patient Zaya Henderson. What's up, guys? And Mr. Haircut, Andrew Carlberg. How's it going, everyone? Guys, let me tell you, Andrew got a haircut today for the first time after mm. quarantine. Dude is looking fresh. <laughs> Three days ago, thank you very much. <laughs> oh, my bad, my bad. <laughs> Y'all, today is an exciting episode because we have our very first guest on the podcast. Uh, we have a fellow World Race squad member with us today, the blissful barista, Hannah Smith. Hannah, oh, thanks for God. joining us today. <laughs> Hi, thanks for having me. What a name. <laughs> <laughs> you had to know it was coming. I've been doing it every episode. I was expecting more like Hannah Banana or something to do with Barista. <laughs> I did not expect Blissful, though. I kind of like that, though. Well, I was Appreciate struggling that. to come up with some adjectives that started with B. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I love it. I love it. <laughs> so you are our very first guest. How does that make you feel? Uh, nervous, honestly. <laughs> don't want to mess it up. Don't want to be hard too high. But, no pressure. No pressure right? at all. <laughs> but low key pressure. Yeah. No, I'm nah, excited though. It'll be fun. It's okay. If anything shows in our first two episodes, it's that we have absolutely no idea what we're doing either. <laughs> I know that does make me feel a little bit better. Like we're all kind of <laughs> amateurs jumping in on this. So you know what? It'll be fine. It'll all fall together <laughs> the way it needs to. <laughs> Well, thank you so much uh, for joining us today. Um, today, we're going to be jumping into a big topic in like the basically the center of our podcast in how we all can live a mission filled life, no matter where we are, no matter what we're doing. Uh, it doesn't take going on an 11 month mission trip like we're doing with the world race uh, to live a Christ filled mission filled life. And from Getting to know you the past few months, Hannah, we can see that you absolutely do that. And that's why we wanted to have you on so you can share your light with everyone else. Um, but before we, yeah, absolutely. Before we jump into that, we want to know a little bit about you, Hannah. So where you live now, where you grew up, uh, where you went to school, what you like to do, all, all that good stuff. All right, so um, I was born and raised in Chattanooga, Tennessee, and I lived there for 18 years before me and my dad and my little sister moved to Pensacola, Florida. Um, I would, I've been in and out of school, honestly, ever since I graduated. I've just not find that one thing that like overwhelms me, and I'm just like, yes, that's it. That's what I want to do um, as far as like a career goes. So yeah, I've been kind of in and out of school, um, tried a couple different majors, different like I guess, approaches for school, being in class and doing online too. Um, and nothing has quite stuck yet, but you know, it's a work in progress. Um, I actually gave up school to be a flight attendant for a little bit. So that's kind of like an interesting fact that I'm always like, Hey, I did this. Um, but yeah, so I was a flight attendant for a little bit before I felt, um, like the Lord really calling me to come back home. And now I can kind of tell he was calling me to come back home to prepare me for the world race. Cause it happened 
actually like exactly a year later, I um, was accepted into the world race since I came home. So I thought that was like a huge like eye opener and everything. And um, it kind of makes sense as to why school hasn't really worked out for me, honestly, um, with being in and out and having all these hobbies and trying to force them into a career. And it just kind of keeps crashing and burning. And then having this desire to travel and then being a flight attendant and that not working out and then coming back home and starting over to be presented with kind of like a bigger adventure with traveling. So, but yeah, that's a little bit about me. That's super cool. So yeah. when you were doing the flight attendant uh, job, were you flying like all over the world or all over the, the U S or, or what was so going on? I worked for a regional company. Um, so I did domestic flights and the only international flights that I did were up into Canada and Mexico. So like technically international, but for me, I'm like, <laughs> that doesn't really count. Cause I, it wasn't like some long like flight that I had to book or any, or, uh, work or anything like that. So for me, it wasn't international, but I mean, I got to use my passport. So like, I mean, I guess, but yeah, <laughs> so I haven't been anywhere crazy, unfortunately. And it was a short lived experience. So I didn't really get to use my benefits to, I guess the fullest. Um, but yeah, I'm super excited. This is actually like my first really big mission trip. Um, that's out of the United States. I've done a lot of like summer camps and I do like VBS, like little things like that. Um, and I've been to different like mission trips throughout the United States, but nothing international. So this is going to be super new and honestly life-changing for me. So I'm super excited to see what happens. Yeah, that's super cool. I know, Dad, this is going to be your first international mission, mission trip too. Yeah. So, and I, I know we have some other squad members too that have never been on a mission trip outside of the country. So y'all are definitely not alone in that. That's super comforting to know. Cause I kind of thought I was going into this, like when I was praying about it and I felt led to apply, I was like, this is kind of a really big mission trip to just sign yourself up on <laughs> when you haven't been on one before. And I haven't really been exposed to other cultures, like outside of the United States. Like I've been to New York, I've been to Chicago, like big cities. So like you get like a little taste of them, but nowhere near us to be in like, in their everyday life, you know? So I know this is going to be super eye-opening for me and I'm really excited for it, but it's nice to know that I'm not alone. And it's honestly, it's really comforting to know that everybody else, like there's going to be a few other like squad members that's like, Hey, I'm feeling exactly what you're feeling. Let's pray for each other. Let's be there for each other. You know, like that encouragement is super comforting. Yeah. I mean, I think it just says like a lot to just be willing to be obedient to like this massive of a trip, having like not seen anything before, like, I don't know. I've been on a few starting when I was like 16, but to think that like the first trip I would say yes to is just like uprooting my life for an entire year. Uh, it's like pretty crazy to me. And so I think it's, I, I think it says a lot about like just the trust that you're willing to like walk in with the Lord in that. Oh yeah, for sure. It's definitely, it's definitely scary. I don't know if that's the right word, but for <laughs> me, I'm like, I don't want to be fearful, but at the same time, I'm like, I literally don't know what I'm expecting. And as like um, other teammates comment, like, hey, we're going to have to experience this and bring your own toilet paper and all this kind of stuff. I'm like, oh my gosh, like what? <laughs> it's kind of like, it's really eye opening, but it also like, for me, it's made me more grateful for my everyday life now. So like now as I'm preparing for my trip, I'm like, I have a really nice room. I have a really nice bed. I have electricity that I don't have to question. Is it going to come on or is it going to work? Like, there's just a lot that I'm already before even experiencing it. I'm already like, wow, I have it so good right now. <laughs> so I know it, it's going to be challenging, but I'm kind of 
I'm kind of grateful for the challenge because I know it's going to be very like humbling too to like come back and be able to see how good we actually do have it you know because sometimes we get stuck in that mindset of oh life is awful like whatever you know you like get stuck in your own little problems and you kind of lose sight of how how many blessings you actually have in your everyday life so I'm excited and that's kind of weird to be excited for that like eye-opener but I am because I'm like I know I can I have my moments where I'm not so grateful and so I'm excited to like work on that aspect of me through this trip yeah but there's like freedom in it too right like it's scary but there's like a weird Ooh. amount of freedom and unknown because like <laughs> know. you can't control anything exactly it's just like oh my gosh I'm scared but like let's go full send like come on like <laughs> yeah that's like I don't know how to that's why I'm like scared's not the right word, but like I feel it for a split second, but then it's like excitement and then it's just like peace. So I'm like, I don't know what the word is for that, but to, for all three of those emotions, I'm like, you know what? We're just going to have to go through it. So let's go. Like we'll send. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I think it's just like the, the whole discomfort is usually the word that I, I look at it. And like, once you break through that discomfort, it's, like usually after you break through it's like so rewarding it just makes it all worth it um but hannah you are a more recent addition to our squad i know at least you joined after the three of us did i actually don't remember when everyone else joined either zaya i think you were the first one out of the four of us here when did yeah. you join the squad oh gosh uh year ago pretty much like right after <laughs> yeah a year ago <laughs> sometime in october 18th july september in july i think oh really oh, wow. <laughs> yeah was it like is that when the route was released but yeah <laughs> okay cool in july wow so it's been almost a year for you and yeah. i i think i joined back in october and i think i was before you right andrew yeah i joined the day after Christmas. Okay. And, Hannah, <laughs> and then when, there was me. <laughs> I didn't join. join. Uh, I think it was the end of March, beginning of April, I think. Okay. I think, so, I, yeah. The whole time. pandemic hit and Hannah's like, I need to get out of here. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> no. <laughs> Honestly, that was, it, that was one of the things that I was just like, that popped into my head, like, don't waste your time applying. Like, what are the odds of this actually falling through, you know? So I like, I was kind of, that was a fear I had to battle was because um, during the pandemic, like I still worked, I didn't live with anyone at high risk, um, thankfully. So I was very, I guess, blessed through this whole experience that the whole world has been going through. But I was also kind of scared. I've kind of, I guess like my testimony kind of ties in with a lot of failed plans. Um, which have worked out in my favor. But with this, I was like, this is not something I want to apply for and like work at and fundraise for it, for it to like not work out, you know? Um, so I really had to fight, like, am I supposed to do this? Is the pandemic going to get in the way of it? Do, am I really getting called or is this just me trying to dip while the world's shutting down, you know? So <laughs> yeah, like it was, it was a battle, but I don't know, like I kept getting, the more I would pray about it, the more peace I would get, like, the Lord, it's like the Lord was just telling me like, I'm going to send you exactly where you need to go. It might not be where they have planned and it might be exactly the route. Like, but at the same time, you're going to go and you're going to meet who you need to meet and you're going to touch the hearts that I need you to like work through and, um, like share 
his love and his grace and forgiveness, you know, like it's all going to work out exactly the way it needs to. So like kind of right now, I guess I'm just looking at it like this is could kind of be a surprise trip. Like we can plan for what we know and what we were originally planned, but at the same time, like just leaving the trip open and available for like, okay, the Lord's going to send us exactly where we need to go. It's going to work out. I don't have a fear about it. And then with that, like fundraising has just completely been falling into place for me. Like I haven't had, I've had like those moments, you know, like you just kind of get in your head and you're just like, oh my gosh, like, what am I doing? But, and like, that's a lot of money and stuff, but I don't know, people have just been so gracious and they've just been so like, they've been patient too, is another one. Cause like right now everyone's been out of jobs and everyone is just like, oh, I want to, I want to donate to you. I want to fund you. I want to help you. And they can't, but they're still like, but I'm praying for you every single day. And that alone to me, I'm just like, yeah, I need that. Like, I, I would rather have your prayers than your money, honestly, like, because I know I'm going to need that kind of encouragement and like someone to lift me up during that. So, so yeah. Yeah, that's so good. And I'm glad you, you jumped into fundraising because we actually talked about that on our last episode and just looking at the world race website, like looking at the route and seeing, wow, like $17,700. That is a massive amount of money. And especially for someone, you know, that was joining a little bit later, like I joined back in October and I had over a year to raise this money. And you came in a few months after that and like having even even less time. Would you care to share where you're at now and like some of the the struggles, but also some of the like blessings that you've seen through your fundraising efforts thus far? Yeah, for sure. But I got to give you a whole backstory. So um, kind of more of like an extended backstory. I have always been what's the word, I guess, like intrigued with all of the missionaries that come and speak at any of the churches that I was at, like growing up and stuff, because we kind of moved a little bit. Um, but yeah, every time a missionary would come into church, I'd be just like, my, my mind was blown. Like, that's, that's like your job. Like, you don't get paid for it. But like that people fund you to go and do that work. And then you come back and then you do pretty much the same stuff here. You just speak at other churches and you're just like bringing awareness to what you're doing kind of thing. So like, that little mini backstory kind of played into when I moved back home after um, deciding to leave the industry of like being a flight attendant and everything. Um, so I got home and I was talking with a couple of the leaders at my church and I was like, yeah, like I just, I know I, I've always wanted to go on a mission, um, like a mission trip, but I just, the opportunity never really present itself to like work out for me. And so I was like, I really wanted to get invested with my church, start talking with the mission team there and seeing what options were going to be presented like the following uh, summer. So like, honestly, this summer. Um, and so then I was talking with some, um, a lady that volunteers with our college ministry. And she was like, have you ever heard of the world race? And I was just like, no, what is that? And so she was like, just look them up. See, like they have different routes and everything like that. Um, they have all of their information. They talk you through it. My daughter just got back from um, doing the 11 and 11. And she was like, it was challenging for us as parents to send our daughter to different countries for that long. And then also having to fundraise the money. She didn't give me a price is the catcher though. So I was just like, oh, like whatever. Like I was like, that's fine. Like I can work. I can help like fundraise that money and everything. And so after church that day, I got home and I looked it up and I was like, $17,000. Like <laughs> what? I was like, how did she do that? Like it, it seemed truly impossible. And that was at 
that was March of 2019 when I first looked up the world race. And it's taken me a whole year later to where I applied in March of 2020. I finally, I was just like, you know what? This is reoccurring to me because it, it was mentioned two other times throughout 2019. Um, and then um, I kept like pushing it off because I was like, you know what? There's a lot of missions in, in my town alone, but then also just in my country that I don't have to fundraise that much money and all that. I kept like pushing it off, finding excuses like for financial reasons pretty much. Um, and so then I finally was like, you know what? I reached out to one of my friends that's really big in missions. She's been doing missions ever since she graduated college. Um, and she was like, you should do the world race. You'd be so like, you would just love it. And I was like, okay, whatever. <laughs> so I looked into it again. I didn't, when I like sent in the application, I, I didn't even look at the routes. I just kind of prayed like, Lord, when do you want me to leave? Like, what trip do you want me to go on? I didn't look at the places or anything. I was like, you, if this is what you want me to do, you're going to send me on the perfect route. I'm going to love every place that I go. And if I just like, you do it, you take it like not whatever, but just like full send on your end. I'm not doing anything for it. Um, so yeah, he, I picked the October route. I kind of sat there and I was just like, October, let's do it. And so filled out the application, sent it. And then I was like, okay, what did I just sign up for? So I went and looked and I was like, yo, this is awesome. Like it was super cool and everything. Um, but yeah. And so then I got accepted and then I started fundraising. And so for fundraising, preparing for that was super, super challenging. Cause I know I could have done t-shirts. I could have made stickers. I could have done, you know, just like everything that everyone does. I could send out like, um, like fundraising letters and stuff, but I was like, I want this to be more personal and more, of a reflection of like my heart and where my heart's coming from as to why I want, why I feel like called to missions and everything. Um, so one morning on my way to work, so I work at Starbucks and we have, we open at five. So we have to be there at four 30, which means I have to be up at four. So super <laughs> right. early in the morning. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. So I'm driving to work. It's like four 15 in the morning. I'm sitting in silence because I'm still really tired. And I'm like, <laughs> that's kind of like my morning to like, like prepare for my day. So I either I listen to worship music or I sit in silence and I kind of like pray and ask the Lord to like be with me during the day and to use me um as he has like as he has planned for me. Like what he has planned for me that day, like I pray for the strength and the endurance and the wisdom and the patience and everything. So that morning I was like, Lord, I really don't know what I'm going to do about fundraising and I've been accepted into this and I put in my deposit. So it's like official. So I need you to help me out. If you got me this far, you got, I know you're going to get me through the rest, but give me something. And then he was just like prayer chain. I was like, yo, I was like, okay, wait a second. And so I was just like, so I want to build a prayer chain because I want people to one, follow along on this journey, because I know that could be a way to plant seeds into their life. But then two, I was like, what if I actually made like a keychain? and like actually made like a physical prayer chain. So I was like, that's pretty cool. I was like, okay, I see. I was like, that's awesome. Then the whole day at work, I was planning it out. Like, how am I going to make it? I was looking on Pinterest. I was like YouTubing videos. Like, how am I going to make this keychain and everything? Um, so long story short, I made little clay pieces, um, and wrote the word pray in them. And then I connected it to like this little like tassel thing. I don't know. I'll show you guys, but, um, it's, it has like prayer chain, like a little praying hands on it and everything. And so I just started putting those in envelopes with my prayer card that had all the information about where I'm going and what I'm doing. And at work, 
technically I'm not supposed to pass these out, but I just started passing these out to all of my regulars. Just like, Hey, I have this awesome opportunity that's been presented to me. I feel led to do this and I want you to follow along and I want to share it with you. And so I just started like passing them out to every single person that would come in my door, every regular that I had, every new customer that I would sit and have conversation with. Um, and yeah. And so honestly, like that alone had kind of turned Starbucks into my own little mission field, which was something that I never expected. I always knew like working at Starbucks, I know I'm supposed to be different. I'm supposed to act different. And so I really try to, you know, make sure that I'm making a difference and like being a light in kind of a dark area. Um, and so being able to actually extend that when people would like try to engage in conversation with me, I was like, jokes on you. Cause you're about to hear all about my mission trip and get a prayer chain. And so I just started passing them out to everyone. And with that, like I'm two months into fundraising at this point and I'm almost to, I think I'm a thousand dollars away from the first deadline, which is huge for me. Cause I'm like, that is almost like $5,000 within two months that people have just graciously like given. But then also they've turned around and they're like, I love what you're doing. I love that you're leaving your life. And like, they're just like, it's such like an eye opener for them to see how willing I am to leave. And so then they're just like, I can't do that because I have kids, I have whatever and everything. So like, I guess my whole, my intention and prayer with that is so that they can see that you don't have to go like you said, like you don't have to go to other countries. Like there's so much in your own communities and your own homes and your own churches that you can get involved with and that you can, you know, like turn your own community into your mission field, you know? And so that's kind of like fundraising has turned into my own mission field, which is kind of really cool. Cause I never expected that to happen. I thought it was going to be like a huge battle with like anxiety and like honestly fear popping up here and there, but no, it's turned into such like an eye opener. Like if you, if you make your schedule and yourself and your heart available for the Lord to use, he's going to flood it with a bunch of blessings and it, it's just going to blow your mind every time. That is yeah, so man. cool. Go ahead, Andrew. I was going to say that makes me think of like, even hearing you talk about like praying on the way to work and then like choosing to dive into this, like just the beauty of like, I think it's really easy. Uh, there's two levels of this. I think it's easy to like <laughs> look at world race and be like, oh, that's going to be awesome. Look forward to that. Forget the now. Let's just ride out the next five months. I think in a similar way, like in Christianity, I think I'd see a ton of people and it's really easy to fall into the trap of just thinking like, oh, heaven's going to be awesome one day when like I'm going to be in the presence of God one day when, when like the reality is like John 10, 10, right? He has come for fullness of life. And like, I don't know grammar super well. I think it's perfect present, but like that word, like the verb in the Greek is both present and future like so he already has come for now in the future that like we have access to his presence and like relationship now and so in the same way when it comes to like sharing and living a life that's missional like yes like what does it look like to just live a life that is like lord where do you want to use me today not like five years down the road when like maybe things line up and maybe it's like a bigger thing for me to look at but like in the small things today like Lord, let me see where you're moving and simply be willing to like join you there now rather than like trying to look for the huge event way down the line. So I think that's like super beautiful to even hear, even in that story, like how you've been praying that on the way to work and then just like, boom, immediate answer to like, because the reality is like his presence is promised, right? Like that's not something we have to ask for, it's promised. Mm -hmm. And so like our prayer is like, Lord, open my eyes to see you. 
and to just see like how quickly he has opened, like answered that prayer for you at your workplace is super encouraging to hear. Yeah, I absolutely love that. And like, I don't know, just hearing that you work at Starbucks just makes me think, oh, you're just back there, you know, making making the coffees, <laughs> pouring the creamer in those cute little designs that they always do. <laughs> but like, how how has this turned into, like you were saying, it's almost turned into its own little mission field. So like, how often do you get to like sit down with a customer and have a conversation with them and, and be able to share your heart with them? So I don't get to sit down per se, like when I'm on the clock. Um, a lot of the times I just um, kind of walk through the lobby or I just take a moment away from um, making drinks and I just kind of engage for just a split second. Um, but yeah, so for one, to my coworkers at least, sharing this opportunity, they're just like, it was blow like mind blowing for them because they were just like, I could never leave my family. I could never leave my job. Like the security of having a constant income and my own bed and air conditioning and like all this kind of stuff that we've kind of taken for granted, but we're just like, I can't live without, like we see it as a necessity. It was mind blowing for them to see that I would just willingly drop everything, take two backpacks and just go. They were like, that's insane. But, um, so I started doing this thing, um, this year at work where I would, um, anything that I felt like the Lord was trying to like, I guess, teach or just grip my heart on, I guess is how I could put it. Um, just really bring like awareness to it in me was, um, so I just started writing all of that stuff down on like little note cards. So I would pretty much make like study cards as people would do for school. I would make them for scripture or like lessons that I really felt like the Lord was teaching to me. And I needed to take that with me to my workplace because that's where I'm at most of the time. So I will take it and I'll either tape it up on the wall. I'll tape it up on the register or the oven. If I'm on warming, like wherever I'm at, like I would just tape it up there and I'm like, read it, do it, love it. And then all of my co like coworkers, they would come in there just like, so what are you working on today? Like it kind of came like kind of a joke almost to them, which to me, I was just like, I was able to roll off my back. I'm like, yeah, I know. Right. Like I'm really bad at this. So y'all got to keep me accountable. You know, like I kind of like <laughs> jumped in on it. Um, but yeah, so like, I want to share one of the ones, actually the first one that I did with you guys. Um, but I was watching one of Ben Stewart's sermons. I love him. I've shared that like a million times at the group. Um, but it was called the power of words and he was preaching out of Matthew 15, 11, And it was not, it's not what goes into the mouth of man, but what comes out, um, that defiles him. And so he was just like, I have six challenges for you. And I was like, let's hear it. So it was don't complain, don't boast, don't gossip, don't run others down, don't excuse or defend myself and always affirm others. And the second he said all those six things, I'm like, yo, you have not been a light at work as much as you thought you have. Cause I like, it was like one thing after another, like yesterday you did that the day before you did that two days ago, you got angry with the customer and you turned around and you said something negative about him. So I was like, I felt so convicted and I was like, I need to change those aspects of how I speak, um, and how I joke and how I interact with my coworkers. Cause they notice all those things like, you know, so, and I'm like, if I'm going to sit here and be, Hey, I'm a Christian, I'm going to do this mission trip and everything. Like, I really want to really live that out. Um, 
And then a couple other things that Ben Stewart said that I wrote down was redeemed, speak redeeming, alive, speak life giving, children of grace, speak gracious and forgiven people speak forgiveness. And those like just blew my mind. I was like, you know what? That's right. Like I have to watch the way that I speak to others because what I speak honestly is connected to like my thought process and my heart. And I wanted that to completely reflect um, Jesus and who he is and what he's done in my life. So once I started, when I taped that one up on the wall, that one started reflecting on, at first it was a joke. They were just like, Hannah, you broke number one yesterday. You broke number two and number three. And I was like, yeah, that was yesterday. This is today from this point on y'all got to hold me accountable. And so it was just like, they were just like, oh, okay, cool. Like we got you. And it changed our whole work environment. I honestly have never had such like good days at work since like I started doing that lately. It's kind of a different story. It's work in progress, but those times I was like having all of that encouragement taped up on the wall or taped on the espresso bar or whatever. Like it started to not only like it changed me. Cause I knew like I caught myself instead of saying something negative, showing grace to the customer and be like, I'm sorry, that's my bad. I got you. I'll fix that. And then give you a recovery card. So you, you can come back tomorrow. So it's like, I got to see you tomorrow too. And so through that, it not only, it like changed a lot of the relationships that I had with my customers to where now they have a prayer chain and they have a prayer card and they've donated and we have a really good relationship now. And I'm able to like share my testimony more with them and just speak with them more about like what's going on in their life and how I can pray for them and that, that they're not alone pretty much in their everyday life. Um, and that like, I know I'm just a barista and I give you coffee and our interaction is maybe 30 seconds long on a good day where you, you linger too long and I engage with you. But at the end of the day, it's like, I still care about you and I care about them because the Lord cares about them. And if I'm going to reflect who the Lord is, I'm like, my actions are going to align with who he is. So that was pretty cool to experience that whole change, honestly. And like, I, when I tell you like all that happened within like two or three days of having this hung up. So I'm telling you, like going back on what Andrew said, like when you pray and you ask for the Lord to like be there, like he is, he'll come in so fast and he'll change everything. Um, but yeah, so that's just something that I kind of take with me to work. And I really try to just meditate on that. And I know like I just give a cup of coffee, but at the same time, like you don't know who the customer is and what they've been going through. And so just that little act of, hey, like I'm praying for you and I want you to be invited into my life, even though we're just a customer barista relationship right now, but it could always be deeper than that, you know? So but yeah, that's really yeah. Cool. <laughs> that's so cool. And like, I have two things because that's just so, so, so encouraging. Number one, like, I just think of how easy it is. And like, I know I am so incredibly guilty of this as well, but how easy it is to like have work be a completely different life than like everything else yeah. outside. Like how easy it is to get in your car in the morning and walk into the, for me, walk into the office and like the Lord never like granted he's there, but like, I don't mm -hmm. show him right when I'm there. And so hearing you, you know, bringing these cards and like being so open about it with all of your coworkers and your customers. And like, I'm seriously not at all surprised with how it has changed things for you in that environment. Um, and number two is that I love like how you went into saying, you know, I may just be handing them a cup of coffee and like, it's a 15 second interaction sometimes, mm -hmm. 
but literally that's all it takes. Like, I yeah. think it's, it's another easy thing to get lost in the fact that like, oh, you know, I don't have the time to sit down and have a 20 to 30 minute conversation with someone and share my entire testimony and share my entire heart and like why I'm doing the things I'm doing and why I have so much love for the Lord. Like it does not take that 30 minute conversation. It literally, all it might take is a 15 second loving gesture and interaction with someone while you're doing something that you do every single day. Yeah, absolutely. I honestly, what, what I guess started all of that was I kind of started feeling, I guess pretty convicted is the right word for, um, I didn't want to just blend in with my coworkers. I would always, I would have like, I would wear a cross pin on my apron, even though we're technically not allowed to, I would still do it. Cause I'm like, I'm different. And I like, I just want people to know I'm different. And at first it started about like, I would just wear that. And then at the same time I was, it was starting to like reoccur in my thoughts. Like just cause you wear a cross pin does not mean you're different. It's your actions. And so I was like, Oh, okay. So then I was just like, you know what? I got to be bold. And I got to really start praying for boldness. I have to start really speaking truth and giving forgiveness and just letting things roll off my back and showing grace when I would rather show anger, you know? So I started praying for like, okay, Lord, you got to let me be bold. Like you got to help me be bold because I'm very, I'm introverted until I'm not, if that makes any sense at all. <laughs> um, so like at work, I'm just like with my coworkers, I'm super, I'm just wild. I'm fun, like whatever. But if a customer comes up to me, I'm just like, yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. Okay. Have a good day. Like I'm super like, just, I don't engage. And so then I was like, I have to be super bold and I have to like, just put myself out there and start conversation, even if I don't want to, because that could be the person that like, it might be the last time I interact with them. And I want them to remember that, you know, like for the rest of their life. So I was like, you know what, you got to give me the boldness to do this. And so then when I started taping, which is okay, when I would tape things on the wall, that was like my, my like armor of boldness, like we're doing this today, let's go. Like, which was a weird, cause all I did was post something on the wall. And I was like, that makes no sense. Like, I don't know, but now looking at it, I'm just like, I would tape that on the wall for everyone to see. And everyone, even because like customers can see the wall behind the counter. So they'd be like, what is that? And I'm just like, so I'm working on this today. I'm trying not to let the words that come out of my mouth spoil, you, spoil me. And also give you a bad representation of who I am and who the person I serve. So like the Lord, like who he is. So then I would go through and I would just read them everything on that. Like, I can't gossip. I can't speak bad about you, all this stuff. And they're just like, you know what? That's awesome that you're doing that. Some people, they would have like their sarcastic comments. And I feel like, yeah, right. Like I'm struggling doing this, but you know what we're doing it. Like, I, I don't know. I learned to be like super bold with it. But then I also learned to have, to not let, like, I guess their judgment or their, I guess them mocking me almost to like get in my head or get in the way or like me like cower down and feel like, okay, we're just going to take that down and hide it down here to where nobody else can see it kind of thing. I was just like, you know what? Like if they wanted to make a joke, I'd be like, yeah, for sure. But you know what? Yesterday was another day. Today is a new day. Like we got this, like whatever, like we're going to keep moving forward. We're going to power through it until we got it. And then once we got it, we're going to move on to the next issue that I have. We're going to post it up on the wall and we're all going to try it together. Like it just kind of turned into, instead of this working, I, like I wanted it to be kind of like an open book thing. So like, I know I struggle with it, but I also know that there's somebody else out there that is struggling with it. And I want them to know that they're not the only one struggling with it. So, cause it's super easy to get in your head and think that you're the only one struggling with a certain situation. So like me posting it up on the wall was not only like a shield of like boldness, I guess, or like, you know, so then 
it also could help somebody else like you know what I kind of have been thinking about that and I want to start that in my own life so like seeing you do that was like an opener for them and so like a lot of my coworkers have really started like more I I don't want to say I'm the only Christian at work but I think um that there's a lot of coworkers that I have that are still trying to figure out their faith and so with me being so bold with that I've been able to like kind of share my experience with who Jesus is and what he's done in my life and the forgiveness and grace that I've received and experienced. And then also like to help them understand that you're not too far gone. Cause I think for a lot of people, if you're not born and raised in that kind of environment, it's kind of hard. It's really hard to grasp, honestly. Like it's not kind of hard. It's actually really hard to like really understand who Jesus is and that he did die for us and that he did rise, like raise again. And he does have a purpose for all of us. So that was kind of like, that was my, I guess, hope for when I started posting those, that it would change me, but then it would also change my work environment. And then it would just be like a chain reaction, you know? Yeah. I have three thoughts. (laughs) All set. (laughs) Um, That's really awesome. Um, It made me think of like, I don't even know which one to start with. We'll start with like, So the idea of both with like the prayer again before, but like prayer for boldness, like the best way I've heard like prayer described is like, if I have prayed for something, like it has eliminated any excuse for me to ever see any answer to that as a coincidence ever again. So like, if I have prayed for boldness today and then like there was a conversation put before me, like, can I just like see that as an answer to prayer rather than just like viewing it as a coincidence? Like if I have truly prayed through something, like, the option of choosing coincidence has been stripped. Like that's no longer on the table. Um, so I think it's really cool to just like hear how you've responded to that. The second thing that I thought of um, is like even in just like acknowledging that, like <laughs> laughing it off, but like acknowledging you're struggling with the things on the cards. Like yeah. I I shared this a bit. Uh, we had a Bible study last night, but like <laughs> there is so much beauty and like we are called to be holy not to be perfect and so like what that means is to be set apart and different from the world but like we are not called into perfection um Mm -hmm. but like the beauty of something that i wrestled with for a really long time in like evangelizing in sharing was like well what if they ask me a question that i don't have an answer to and like something that i finally came to is just like it's okay to say i don't know but like what I do know is that like the Lord sees you. He loves you. He's not done with you. He is for you. And like share the gospel of Jesus Christ. Like those are the things that I know because what I found for me is that often like the fear of not having an answer far more than that. It was a fear of me having to like wrestle myself with not having an answer to the question. Like I could jump through all these like theological hoops to try and make something make sense. And at the end of the day, it was just like me hiding from like having to doubt and wrestle myself. And like we are called like biblically, right? Faith and doubt aren't opposites. It's actually faith and sight that are opposites. Like faith isn't an absence of doubt. Like it's a, Mm -hmm. while doubt is present, being willing to stand on a truth that like is not seen. Like that's what faith is. And like we are called to doubt and to wrestle. And so I think it's like super beautiful to just acknowledge that like, I don't have this all figured out. Like I am still wrestling with this too. And then the last thing, um, just on like the small interaction piece, like I also shared this last night, like the best way I have heard 
this described is like thinking about like a number line from negative 10 to 10. And so like zero being the point of like you first met Jesus going from like negative to positive, like you were dead, now you're alive. And to just like understand, even in thinking about my own life, like how many people had a little interaction that moved me like slightly closer to Jesus that have no idea if they ever did. Um, And to think like, there are moments where we are lucky enough to like see someone go from negative one to one and accept Jesus. But like, there are so many moments in our life where like maybe our interaction was just simply taking someone from like a negative eight to a negative seven, making them like slightly more open to having another conversation in the future, like slightly more open to like having a little more redemption towards maybe the ways they've been hurt by the church. And so like, there is so much beauty in, the 30 second conversation of like getting to sit with someone and say like, Hey, I'm not perfect. I'm wrestling with this too. And like, maybe they don't accept Jesus in that moment, but like you have no idea like what the Lord is doing with that situation down the road. Like you have no idea, like, right. They're just called the scatter seeds and like, we're not the one who produces like that is Holy Spirit's job. And so I think there's so much beauty in, even if it's a 30 second conversation about the coffee they're having, like, just that you are able to like through cards, like something as simple as that, like it has given you so much opportunity to share and like not let that conversation just be, hey, how's the weather? Um, but like it's given you so many opportunities to like actually have a meaningful 30 second conversation. Um, so I think that's super beautiful. Yeah. So like, I guess my intention um, of going into it was um I had just like, I had watched a sermon talking about like, we're just called plant seeds. If they don't produce, that's not, that's not our responsibility. That's not what we're called to do. We're just called to plant. And so I was like, Oh wow. Like it just, that to me took, it takes like a whole weight of pressure that we put on ourselves. That's like, I know I'm supposed to work for the kingdom, but if this person doesn't get saved, then I failed. Like, no, that's not, that wasn't the point. That wasn't the picture. And that's not our responsibility. And that's not, that's not what we're called to do. We're called to plant seeds. And like you said, if it just takes them up one point, or if it just, if it doesn't go anywhere, it doesn't go anywhere, but we did our part. And so that's the only thing that we're going to be held responsible for. So for me, I have watched a lot of coworkers, like talk to me about like their faith. None of them have come out and just like, I'm saved. Thank you. Like I did this, like whatever. And that's like, that's okay. They're still growing in their process and it's going to take it. They're like, it's going to be in their time and God's time. Like that it's going to work out and they'll get to where they're supposed to be and everything. But for me, I just think that I really had to focus on, especially with going on this mission trip. Cause I'm like, what if I do this whole mission trip and nobody gets saved? Like, that's okay. It's not, it's not because of you, there's going to be somebody that you meet that just, they just need to meet you. And they just need to have a moment with you to like, you invest love and grace and just remind them of who they are and that they were made for a purpose and everything. And like that alone is going to change their life forever. So like I took that mindset into my workplace and I started investing that into my coworkers. So when they would ask me about my trip, whether I knew they didn't believe or if they were curious or whatever, I was just really honest with them. I was like, Hey, I've had these struggles too. Like Starbucks, we kind of joke um, between baristas, like we call it therapy. So like we're kind of, when we're on the clock, we're just like, okay, so what are you going through today? And it's just like huge traumatic events, just kind of like, just start pouring out. And it's like, oh, wow, when you clock out of work, like you have a whole other life that you go to. And it's, it's, it makes it really real, you know? So for me, instead of getting caught up in like, 
the negative comments or the negative mindsets that we all like can find ourselves in. I was like, how can I like be a light to them? And the best way that I knew how was to let them know, was to be vulnerable, which is something I'm not really good at, um, was for them to like, as they're pouring out their heart to me, like, yeah, I have this like abandonment, abandonment issue or this, um, like any form of abuse that they would talk to me about, um, or just sort of struggles that they're going through. They're just, they're just like, this is a cycle in my life. I don't know how to get out. And then for me to turn around, I'm like, I don't know exactly what you're going through for that situation per se, but I've been through this and this is how I got out of it. And this is how the Lord saved me. And this is how the Lord changed me. And I believe in this moment, like he's bringing so much good out of that situation that I endured. So now I'm able to sit here and share my heart with you and let you know that you're not alone, that you can get through it that because I got through it and we're the same age, you know? So it's just like, you're not, we're on different, different tracks, I guess, but it's kind of one and the same, you know, it's like, I'm able to lean over and help them carry that burden and let and remind them like, Hey, you can do it. You do have the, like the endurance to get through it. And like, you can be saved from the trial that you're struggling through. So yeah, that's the kind of like the mentality that I'm having. Like I, I don't have to lead someone to the Lord right then and there, but I just have to plant that seed whether that is sharing my testimony or sharing a prayer card or just being like, Hey, I'm going on a mission trip because I love Jesus and I want my life to be available to him. So you should follow along. And they're just like, cool. Then I'm like, you can't donate. I kind of have it like, I don't have it set up, but I'm just like, you have to read my blog post before you donate money. And they're just like, okay, little did they know they're about to read a book on my heart. I'm just like, <laughs> I typed up this a long thing, but yeah. So like, I've had a lot of people though, they reached out and they're just like, I read your blog post and it it was, it was great. They were just like, it really moved me. And I was like, that was the whole purpose. Like they're out typing that blog post. I was like, Lord, I want it to be, it has to be your words. Like it can't be mine. Cause I could sit here and type this big thing and it would just, it'd be a waste, you know? So I'm like, I don't want people's time. I don't, I don't want them to be like wasted, but I really want them to have like that first, like if they haven't before have that first, like, okay, so who is Jesus? You know, like that, just that one thought. Cause if it takes that one thought, then everything else is just going to like, it's going to keep growing from there, you know, cause all it takes is that first step and like that first seed to be planted. So, yeah. Yeah. That's super cool. And I think for me, the world race has just allowed me like to open up and be more open about, you know, my faith and like living out this, this life field and mission, no matter where we are. Um, because like I was saying before, it's so easy for me to walk into the office and just be that work person. Um, but now having the world race to talk about, I like have to catch myself and like when people ask about it and not just say, Oh yeah, I'm going on a mission trip. And like, that be the end. Like, mm -hmm. sorry, you asked me. And now I'm going to tell you everything that I'm doing and right. everything like that led me to do this and it might be a little long but i am go i'm gonna share my heart and like be intentional about this conversation rather than you know giving you that short one sentence answer yeah, yeah. i'm leaving to go on a mission trip oh yeah for sure so like working at Starbucks, it's fast paced. And usually I'm the one working my drive through bar, which means like, I got to have drinks ready in like 30 seconds kind of thing. Like we got to keep it going, you know, but I have caught myself recently, like as I'm passing out, I passed out my prayer cards like a month ago and I'm still getting like some of my regulars are coming back from, um, work coming back into place and everything like that. 
and I've caught myself in the middle of peak, which is just means like our busiest time. I will stop making drinks and I'll be like, yeah, so update on my mission trip. And I just go into this whole big spill and they're just like, Hannah, drinks. And I'm like, I was like, y'all hold it down for just a second. I'm like, and then I just go over and I talk to a customer and I'm like, okay, I got to go. But like, it's after spending like a good two or three minutes being like, yeah, so this is the update. This is where I'm still planning on going. But you know what? The Lord's going to send us where we need to go. It's like, I like, I don't know. You just have like a whole other level of boldness that's just like I gotta tell you everything right here and I'm gonna drag it out and I'm super long-winded and I can ramble for 30 minutes so you don't know what you just got yourself into kind of deal and I just I've just spent like 10 minutes as, as much time as possible for everyone's just like get back on bar and then or they're just like oh I gotta get to work I'm just like you can be late they're not gonna fire you like it's fine you know like, <laughs> I'm like you I gotta tell you you know it's like you just have like that fire that you're just like, I got to tell you what I'm doing. I got to tell you what the Lord's called me to do. I got to tell you like everything, you know, it's like that excitement that like used to read about, like, and like that you did read, that you do read about in scripture, but they're just like, you know, like they saw the Lord, they experienced the Lord and they're just like, I got to tell all my friends. So that's for me, like I've gotten in kind of the habit over like past year where like everyone I meet, I'm like, hi friend. And like, I don't think about it, but now I'm just like, I literally refer to everybody as friend. And so now in this moment that I have like this fire, I'm just like, friend, 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 friend. And I'm over here like, I've never met you, but I want to tell you what I'm doing because you seem really cool. And you're just kind of lingering in the lobby. So I'm going to suck you into this conversation. And but yeah. so <laughs> Yeah. The like coolest analogy that I've heard on that is just like, when you're like truly in love with Jesus, like think about the like beginnings of a new relationship and how like, you are so excited to tell like everybody in your life about this person that you've like met and you've started seeing. And then like, whether like, no matter what happens, whether it's like bad, good, whatever happened in your day, like the first person you want to go to and talk to about it, like, is that person. And so like, when you were like truly in love with Jesus, like that should be what it looks like. Like mm -hmm. the first person I want to go to with like whatever happens should be him. Like then the same way, like we should have such, excitement and joy to like share with the people in our lives about like this awesome person that like we're in mm -hmm. love with um so yeah i think that's super super beautiful uh that like that joy and that like excitement and passion um has come from this yeah that's pretty cool like at the job i have now like it's a lot harder to like share that I'm going to world race because I don't have a lot of interactions with a lot of people. There's one family that I talk to and they already know about it. They're all gun ho for it and everything. There's another plan since they're already Christian. So they see my desire for it and they pray pray for me and all other stuff. But like at my other job at the trampoline park that I work at, I would tell people randomly like, oh, like they asked me how you day. like, oh, I'm going on a mission trip in October. So I won't <laughs> be here that long type of thing. And then with that, it's a quick, interaction because you want to get them on the floor as quickly as possible but you still can give them like a brief rundown and sometimes they come back up or i'll go up there because i have free reign to walk around half the time and i'll just get up there talk to them more about it like oh yeah i'm going to costa rica and list out all the countries and tell them like a brief description of what i'm going to be doing in each one so it's pretty cool doing it that way but i haven't had the opportunity yet <laughs> back yeah i will say that um everything that we've talked about here and like showing love and showing light in the workplace and like how the world race has opened us all up to doing that is a great segue into uh, a segment that we introduced last week and how we're going to end 
this week's podcast episode. So it's time for the word of the week. And I have the blessing, the privilege to share the word of the week this week. And it's just going to continue off of, I know we've mentioned a couple of times, uh, some things that we discussed last night in our, in our Bible study that we do with our World Race Squad, which I'm super, super thankful for. Such a blessing to have all y'all around to do a Bible study every week. But um, something that I shared last night uh, was around kind of the current situation in our society right now with the police brutality and, and all the movements for uh, justice right now, and really taking a look at what does God say about this? What does scripture tell us about everything that's going on? And the word that I wanted to share with you guys this week is love your neighbor. And when you really think about that question, like even in the Bible, when Jesus would tell people to love your neighbor, they would question him and say, well, Jesus, who, who exactly is your neighbor? And one thing that I really loved as I was preparing for this Bible study this week is that I just took some time and sat down in the gospels and searched through the gospels for all kinds of different situations where Jesus loved his neighbor. And I would just encourage you to do that. Take a little bit of time, sift through uh, the four gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and look for all of the different ways that Jesus shows that he has come to this earth for everyone. And I mean, for everyone he's come, he came for the Jews. He shows love to the Gentiles. He shows love to men, women, and children. He shows love to those that are healthy, those that are sick, and those that are being injustice by the society. He has come for everyone. And so I would just encourage you to search through the Gospels to find Jesus' prime example on how to love your neighbor. And then I would encourage you to ponder on this question. What does love require of you? How can you, like, what is it going to take for you to love the way Jesus loved? With that, we're going to end this week's episode. So as always, boys, thank you so much for joining me uh, on the podcast. And Hannah, thank you so, so much for joining us tonight. You absolutely killed it. Yes. First, first guest on the podcast, and you have set the bar high. I yes. really have. <laughs> I was super nervous. So I'm glad this went super well. You absolutely crushed it. Thank you so much for joining <laughs> us. We will see you guys all next week. Hey guys. We want to thank you for listening to More Than a Mission. For more information and to keep up with our ministries, follow us on social media at More Than a Mission Podcast or email us directly at more than a mission at outlook.com.